Here at the Parenting Podcast, we've been doing a series looking across the years of parenting using a family road trip analogy. And we've gone through the different seasons of parenting, early, middle, and teen years, where I think a lot of parenting equipping and encouraging ends. But instead, we're adding another focus section because although it must radically change, we don't stop being parents or loving our children at 18 years old or graduation or when they move out of the house because we want to continue that relationship and to launch them well into adulthood. I'm Cheryl Lang and I'm your host and I'm glad you're here because it's that challenging portion of parenting the TPP team is talking about today. How to release and how to prepare our children for adulthood. Whether you're looking forward to or back to this unique season, it's a lot to navigate. We're, you know, is wrapping up this series on the road trip, and here we are. Uh, we're in San Francisco we all the day, <laughs> and we have our house there, right? Uh-huh. We uh-huh. wish in real life, right? It'd be fun. And, you know, you were saying, well, like, it's making me think of all the songs from the '60s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otis Redding, yeah, sitting, sitting on, on the dock of the, the bay. bay, and we're. You can think of it as old, good oldies. Well, um, all the '90s kids out there like me will think of Full House. Oh, takes oh, place. That's right. I forgot about and that. And rice aroni. Yeah. Yes. The San Francisco yeah. treat. treat. Ding, ding. <laughs> yep. Have you been to San Francisco? Have some flowers in, in your hair. hair. I know. <laughs> anyway. We promise we won't sing anymore. <laughs> no. But there are a lot of songs about San Francisco. Okay. So talking to parents of all the different ages, um, the two that I would say probably appear a little bit the most desperate and wanting mm-hmm. yes. are moms and dads of the first very newborn early right, ages. Right. Okay. But there's a lot of concrete, practical help for that. Right. Mm-hmm. But the other group, and I didn't realize, it's the parents of these launching, releasing years. Yes. We should call them the terrifying years, and mm-hmm. they come at the beginning and the end. <laughs> when you don't know ends. what you're getting into, right? Yeah. and then you're releasing it. Well, right. then they're also both the launching years. Yes. yes. Because you're launching into life, yep. and now you're launching out of active parenting right Mm -hmm. into their own lives you know well and it's not surprising because as humans change is hard and both of these times in our lives are significant change and transition yes yes it really is and Mm -hmm. it's so unknown right you know like thinking back even before we were young christy back in the the 14 and 1500s when people got on a ship to go somewhere, their family said goodbye. That's right. And they didn't know if they'd ever see them again. That's true. Yeah. They didn't even know that the world was round. (laughs) (laughs) They couldn't say see you around. (laughs) (laughs) But that has a little bit of feeling, I think, in this age. Right. You know, that goodbye, you know, standing (laughs) on the Farewell. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, the picture I got in my mind when I was thinking of us arriving at Mm -hmm. the coast after this road trip was we finally made it to sea and we're we're putting these kids on a boat and sending them out to the ocean while we stay at shore. And it it feels a little free fallish, you know, just to send them off into their adult lives. That's true. (laughs) Exactly. That's true. What makes it so free fallish? What makes it so hard? Well, we're for one, we're giving up a lot of control, you know, we've clung to for so many years and it the weight has been on or our the, shoulders. The illusion of control. True. Yeah, that, true. that's a good one. Yes. <laughs> and I think relationship. We're taking a relationship loss because it's changing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean it'll be that way forever, but there's a little distance that has to happen. When you're launching, you can't be waiting in the water while the boat's going right. out and keep waving. I'm not a good swimmer. so <laughs> And at some point, you're going to be underwater. Right. Wow. And, and the hard thing, too, using that same idea is they're looking ahead. Yes. You know, and to them, it's all excitement and fun. Mm-hmm. And this is my first of everything. And we're saying, oh, and this is the end. And right. this end. for me. Yeah. Right. Or maybe they're not as excited and they're a little nervous about yeah. stepping into this new season. And then we have to be the mature one to to encourage them I mean, to step out yeah. there where I really just want to pack it up and, yeah. and make a U-turn on Try the highway. And then it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Forget the sharks that you're seeing. Right. <laughs> and maybe we're the ones pushing that boat mm-hmm. away yeah. from shore right. because it's the best thing yes. for them. But it is hard. It's unknown. And, you know, either they're looking back at us, biting their fingernails, right. or yeah. I, I like the analogy. They're looking out in front of the ship and they're right. seeing all the open seas. Yeah. Some and get in a rowboat and some get in a speedboat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but also, it's a very important, like, you know, when they used to, I don't know if they still do it, christen ships. Yeah. That they would have a big ceremony and yeah. they would have champagne. Okay. And they would break it on the bow of the ship mm-hmm. to launch it. And so, yeah. you know, to be healthy. We really have to launch them. Right. And like you're saying, we know about the sharks. We know about the tidal waves. We know that the octopuses are waiting Mm -hmm. to get you. (laughs) And they're way out there. And I can still see them from shore, maybe. But I kind of enjoyed having them in my life. Right. More actively. Well, and it's kind of hard to feel celebratory when you do know the risks that lay ahead for them in in adult life that you've lived through. Yeah. It it is hard, and it's the change. Yes. And I think one of the things I would like us to focus on here is what some of the changes are. Oi, Christy, (laughs) you are in the middle of your launching season, Mm -hmm, going mm -hmm. towards the end of it. You told me earlier, you're talking about something about a door slamming, a feeling you had. Yeah. Particularly when your first daughter was being launched. Yeah, so... I mean, I graduated my first probably, I guess, almost six years ago. And I remember that feeling of, I remember where I was standing. And I had this thought come on me that for all of these years, you know, 18 years, I had thought, oh, I hope I'm doing this right. Oh, I hope I'm doing this right. And it just turned into, well, I hope I did that right. Right. Because I, I felt like this big metal door just dropped like this this feeling of finality mm-hmm. that whatever's done is done. Any mistakes I've made, 
I can't reverse. And it, it's just finality for me and for her. And that feels like a report card. Yes. <laughs> and, that, and that feels whether you understand that or not, you're feeling, okay, that now my judgment comes. Right. Did I do the right thing? The world How is watching they? the adult yes. I produce. Yes. Yes. It does feel that way. And, yeah. and then, you know, like you said, I'm six years later and about to graduate my last next year. And I'm realizing it's not the finality that I thought it was because life kept going on the way it was. We kept learning. We kept growing. We kept apologizing and forgiving one another. And, and really it was just an extension of what we had already begun when she was at home. Wow. And they, and they miss relationship. Mm. Sometimes we think just because they're all starry eyed and looking ahead or biting their fingernails off in terror, mm-hmm. they still know that they have a comfort base and they come back to right. get comfort and then they go walk a little farther. Right. And, and maybe less frequency in some yeah. seasons than others. Yeah. And it looks different, right. but there is still relationship. Yeah. Which is... The thing right. we talk about here at yeah. TPP. Okay, so Ellen, when you were launching yours, what were your feelings about it? Well, it was always hard because as a military family, we were always moving around. So somebody was launching in a different mm, state and a yeah. different time. And yeah. and um, emotionally, how did it yeah, feel? Yeah, I'm trying to, to think. I, I, you know, Probably my last one I felt the most, Uh you know, because she was the baby and Mm -hmm. it was just the two of us Mm -hmm. when Mike was off at work and, Mm -hmm. you know, we were home together a lot. And I think that that was hard. But I guess for me, I always thought it was an exciting thing. Mm -hmm. I was excited for them. Um, I wanted to see what they were going to do. I was following the neat stuff that they were exploring Mm -hmm. and looking into. So, I mean, it, it was hard. But I think because we had a big family and we already had grandchildren coming and going, uh, okay. that it kind of took, it wasn't like this one big event. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and I, I've told you guys, just as my friends, all of our kids have moved back in with us at some point <laughs> yes, or at another some point in time. So it's right. taken a while to really have an empty nest. Right. So, <laughs> and yeah. I think that that happened for me, too, that. Uh, feeling of finality started to fade when you realize yes. it's actually a um, process yes. when launching from yes, the It's nest. not like they kiss you goodbye and they f- go on this road and you never see them again. Right. Unless they have some kind of career that takes them away from the immediate area. Right. Chances are they'll be back and, right. you know. Especially if you throw a pandemic in the midst of your <laughs> launching yeah, hours. Yeah. Yeah. Or food. Yes. You know, food brings your children yes. back pretty quickly. Yeah. And I had the same thing. I was excited for mine. I just uh, didn't know that boat would stay off the coast quite so much. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed my children, and I've enjoyed our relationship. I just thought they would kind of come back into shore a little bit more. Um, Also, didn't know quite the pushback that there is in the early years, Mm -hmm. in their early 20s and so forth. Like the feeling of the judgment, mm-hmm. you know, that, okay, I've done everything I can do. Mm-hmm. Now there's, there's no accolades. Now right. there is, is a lot of, you didn't do this right. And, right. You know, you did too many sports. You did too little sport. Right. You right. parented too much. You parented mm-hmm. too little. All of that feeling, I didn't realize I'd get that pushback. Mm-hmm. I thought we could just kind of continue with a relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. So we kind of, this is how we related. 
Um, I was really impressed with my own parents because of their childhoods and part of it is their their culture of their age coming out, World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, but also their childhood, they didn't kind of know what to do in parenting. Right. But they gave us a stable home where I mm-hmm. felt loved. Mm-hmm. But when I look back on it, particularly with this perspective of all the years, they released us really well. Wow. And I don't know how they knew to do it. Mm-hmm. I felt like they did. I love you. Oh, I'm so mm-hmm. excited. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Go have a good life and come back anytime. That's mm-hmm. great. You know, we talked about done. this before. I think for you and I, in our age group, that was more of a cultural norm, though. Well, that's true. You know, you you did launch your kids. People would say to you, what's wrong with your child if they were still hanging around at 22, 25 and didn't have a direction? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because we see that more frequently and we've just... We're talking about this today, how 30 is the new move-out age. Mm. Uh-huh. My parents would have not wanted me, nor would I have wanted to be with my parents at 30. Right. But that's becoming the more the more norm, this later age. Mm-hmm. And okay. I just want to add one more thing. I think culture does play a big part of how launching looks, mm-hmm. you know, and different generations looked at launching differently. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay, but what about you all, your own experience? I kind of mm-hmm. shared mine. What about you from your families? Yeah, well, you to say culture plays into it. I think um, home culture, too, yeah, absolutely. Has, plays a factor. And, you know, my parents were divorced, so I was already kind of used to going back and forth, oh, living with, with yeah. each parent different times. And so, you know, transitioning into graduating from high school and being out on my own. And then I married really, really young. So um, releasing happened really fast for yeah. me. And it was pretty much a clean break. And that was kind of my perspective. I was coming from what you would have thought would have helped me a little bit in releasing yeah. my kids. But I think it kind of did the opposite where I uh, clung a little too hard to mm-hmm. mine. Well, you didn't know because you didn't really have an example. Right. You know, and, and I mean, that was the same with me. My my mother, you know, was married three times. And so um, I think I was raised by grandparents, mm. which was fun because you got these really interesting stories I from bet. your grandfather yeah. that your grandmother kept going, don't tell him those things. <laughs> but um, uh, so, you know, I kind of was a kid with grandparents raising me, which is kind of common nowadays also. Yeah. But, you know, they had really different cultural values from my peer group. Mm-hmm. So that made kind of launching a little different. And in my family, a strong value was independence, okay. not oh. interdependence, but independence. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, my great grandmother was a feminist before there was the word. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I was raised very, you know, hey, you're a grown woman, you make your own money, you do your own thing. And they were very disappointed when I got married early mm-hmm. because I felt like that was a failure of their system. Okay. Wow. So your boats were just shoved right <laughs> off. But yeah. in, I mean, in a nice way, right. I mean, it, was like, it was like a good thing. Right. And, and I appreciated as a military wife for almost 30 years, oh. being taught to be independent when your husband's gone a lot mm-hmm. and you're raising a family is very helpful. You don't fall apart a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I didn't feel like I was 
being released any differently than my peers. I felt like looking around, it was a pretty common way to be leaving home right after high school, you know, moving into an apartment with roommates or, you know, marrying or going to college, whichever your avenue was. People gave me a big hassle for getting married at 18, Mm -hmm. even in the mid 70s, because that was not the end thing to do. You know, there's different plans for different people's lives. And Mm -hmm. 49 years later, we're still happy. It's working out. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really good choice I made. Uh (laughs) So for the parents that are still in the pre-launching or launching stages, Mm -hmm. um, what are some suggestions you would have to how to prepare our children for the launch? Mm -hmm. You know, if we do the shipping boat analogy. We would have to teach them about sales and how to tie knots and how to know about wind yeah. and and all of that sort of winds and waves and all of the nautical mm-hmm. information. So what would we say, though, to those parents? How can they help prepare your children for the launch? Looking back, what would you say? I used to do something and my kids all hated it. And this was before everything was automated. But when my older group of kids... I would make them go in the bank with our deposits. Hmm. They just, all they had to do was go up. It was already, and the ladies, you know, stamped it, put it in our account and said, thank you, and gave them the receipt. But that was like totally mortifying. Right. But I knew that was really good for my kids. So I allowed them to, they didn't necessarily think it was a privilege to do a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, so they're in a, a controlled environment, but they're having to initiate speaking without their mm-hmm. mom there. And mm-hmm. for the more introverted children, that was a little terrifying. But it helped them. By the time they got out of the home, they knew how to do some basic banking. They could go shopping. Make decisions. Yes. Yeah. Really basic life functions. Right. Okay. Like you just said, making decisions. I think one of the strong ways we prepared our children is childhood-long discussions about how you make decisions about things mm-hmm. and bringing them into it rather than us doing their life and our life, we integrated and talked about right. just practical. You talked mm-hmm. about shopping, how to shop, what nutrition is, how to cook meals, how to, how to, and then figure it out. Or what do you do? Or mm-hmm. um, right. how do you go about shopping? What do you do? That's what we did. I mean, having, you know, seven of us, and usually it was more than that, uh, at least once a week because of the, our lifestyle and people coming and going, you know, I made sure that the kids understood how to make a shopping list, how to plan a meal, and then how to go shopping. And a lot of times I would just take one of the kids and they would come with me and they would learn to shop. Now go over there and figure out what is the best yes, price. Right. We did the same and, thing. And, you know, look at the schematics, read the schematics on the little things so you know what's the best bargain because mm-hmm. it's expensive. A family. Right. Well, and that critical thinking yes. of having them with you, you can verbalize. Yes. When you're having to, you know, oh, they're out of the 15-ounce can, so let's see what I'm going to need yes. to do to adapt and pivot here. And then they're learning how to think critically, not just follow instructions right. or how things would go in a perfect scenario. And it was really helpful because I always had a baby in tow. <laughs> so it wasn't like it was just that child and I yes. there. You know, there yeah. was usually a baby in the car right. and, you know, fun years. But it right. was very practical, too, because I know that they were learning, Yes, you know, how to do those skills. I think putting our kids in situations that are challenging yes. Yes. and Agreed. that there's a, a good and maybe even probable yes. chance of failure yeah. so that they Absolutely. can learn how to navigate that. You yes. know, I love that picture of, of teaching them the, the ropes and, you know, the sales. 
you're going to have to take them to the sea often. Mm-hmm. So you've got to take them to the places mm-hmm. of failure, the places of responsibility, the places of regret so that they can feel that and right. know how to navigate it. Oh, that's so good. Well, and it is a good analogy because it's true. I would want someone who could handle a little, whatever you call them, a little flat boat mm-hmm. out in the bay up close to shore before they're in something right. out where the, the huge waves huge sailboats with right. and, rigs. And, and, <laughs> and, and we talk about it under other circumstances, but specifically here, heading towards this launch, that all on that road trip, you know, when it comes time, they kind of, you let them drive some. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all of the things that we're intentionally equipping them with the types of tools. And well, we forget process. that life skills yeah. is a class, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes they get it at school, but I mean, life skills are what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. They should know how to make dinner. Mm-hmm. They should know how to shop. Right. They should know how to take care of themselves when they leave your home, at least on a very basic level. Well, I think having part-time jobs has yeah, been right. huge for my kids. I mean, they have to... Yeah coordinate their schedules with the family yep. schedules and their own personal interests and things that they want to yeah. do. They have to remember to ask off. They have to feel that disappointment if they don't get off yeah. for the birthday party they <laughs> wanted right. to go to. They have to see how, you know, pay doesn't always add up in your head like it comes out on the yes. paycheck. Oh, they didn't know about taxes. Right. <laughs> you thought you were making the big bucks. So yes. Uncle Sam got it. Or work with a difficult coworker. Yeah. And we've talked about all of that yeah. while they're still at home. Yeah. Right. But all of that stuff helps in this yes. launching, preparing for the launching season mm-hmm. to do it all. It yeah. really makes a lot of sense. Uh, what are things that you would say don't do to prepare them for this launch? Um, don't hover. Oh, yeah. Don't hover. That's a really hard thing not to do. You know, even if you know it's going south. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying something really dangerous or horrible. I mean, if you're like, that's not going to be a good decision, but... They're going to learn from it, Mm -hmm. not just hovering over everything, because then when you hover or you give them unsolicited advice, you're basically saying to them, I don't think you're competent enough to handle this problem. Right. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. The confidence, building confidence to take a little bit of a risk Mm -hmm. and to know what failure feels like and that you can survive failure and all of that. And to, you know, they talk about snow plowing. Bailing their children out, it is just not um, a launching-friendly style. And it's okay mm-hmm. to feel stupid. Right. We all do. I mean, we all laugh at the stupid things we did when we were in our 20s. And when you learn from it, now you can kind of laugh at it. But at the time, you're like, oh, I feel so stupid. Mm-hmm. I did that. You know, well, that's but, what I was going to say was don't criticize or shame, mm-hmm. you know, let them feel they have enough the freedom to, to you know, make own. those mistakes yeah. and talk to you about it and process what. Yeah. So how would you handle that next time yeah. differently? Because they won't tell you if you make them feel right. Bad. They won't say they won't go, hey, mom, this is what I just did. Right. You know, and oh, OK, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. And so we've <laughs> talked about it in different seasons and different episodes, but. Now towards the launch. Okay, so that's how to prepare them for the launch. What would you recommend to prepare us for the launch? Mm. (laughs) That's a hard one. And with that enticing question and comment, I'm going to have to interrupt. This conversation had so much meat to it. And not just philosophical big picture, but I think a lot of practical help. We'll pick back up and continue 
on our next episode. And until then, parents, remember, hang in there, keep loving, keep persevering, because it's worth it. I found this dialogue so interesting, I could just continue here with my own thoughts, comments, and questions. Specifically, I really like Christy's comments on preparing our children in a critically important way, which may often be overlooked. It's necessary to put our kids in situations that are challenging. To prepare them for life, we've got to take them to places of failure, to the places of responsibility, to the places of regret, so that they can feel that and know how to navigate it in their own lives. So as you look towards or backwards at your launching season, how do you feel you handled it? Do you feel you helped prepare your kids well? In what ways? Because we'd like to hear about those from you. Contact us any way you want to. Social media, our website, or text contact at theparentingpodcast.com. Next time, we'll jump right back in here with the rest of this conversation and how to prepare us, the parents, for this launching season. I'm so glad you could join us today at The Parenting Podcast. Be sure you're following us so you don't miss any of the TPP episodes. <laughs>